Once again, the guests hear the intro and they're trying to get out the door. <laughs> and Greg is uh, missing. I guess we're going to have to have a role, only one drummer per show. Yeah. And I found it ironic this morning that it was pouring out because I think this band's banned me from the outdoor shows after <laughs> last year when every show I was going to got rained out. That's true. And I would be very, I wouldn't be mindful uh, if I didn't say that this band has been. It's on the finals for Best Original Band on City Best Of, and if you hear their music, you want to vote for them. But when I first saw them, it's like I thought, okay, this is retro, but if they bring their own uniqueness, and the Finger Lakes are blessed to have them. We have some of the members, because I don't think we could fit them all in, and bless you, Big Red, I love you. And we don't like to travel together. Uh, Cool Club and the Lipter Sisters, we have, you can't see us look up, we have Joe, Rick, Marilla, and Lizzie. We're the Lipker sisters, the two of us. Yeah, these two are the Lipker sisters. You're the cool club. We are the cool club. But I was wondering, I, what, I, like, how did this all come together? How did it all come together, Rick? You want to tell that story? Uh, well, I guess I, um, I started it in the yep. sense that uh, way back in the last century, I. Uh, <laughs> It's Rick's fault. Started started a band uh, to play my original songs. Um, and it eventually became the Cool Club uh, Quartet, sometimes Quintet, Trio, whatever. Yeah, we had but, a few different. Uh, we were uh, playing in uh, Geneva um, in a little club, and Marilla happened to walk by, as I understand it. I did, I did. I actually think it was around this time of year. I think it was for a holiday night out, and you guys were at the Yeah, it was around lounge. Christmas time. Yeah, yeah, around Christmas time. Tis the season. Yep, and we saw these yahoos playing music that right. I loved. And at the time, nobody was singing. At the time that I heard you. No, Rick you, was. He was not singing when I heard it. At that moment. At that, oh, that moment. moment. Yeah, we did a combination of uh, sung numbers and instrumental jazz numbers. Yep. And uh, so Marilla introduced herself. Or, I don't know, somebody no, introduced you? No, I stopped you. you. I asked for your email. <laughs> I found your email from a bartender at the Flounge, and then I sent an email saying, hey, I like your music, okay. but I noticed you don't have a vocalist, which might have been insulting to Rick. Um, and did? that's when you told me to come by and <laughs> sing a few songs. <laughs> of course, understand that you were, what, 18 at the time? 19, maybe? 19? Yeah, 18 or 19. Yeah, so your memory is probably faulty. You know. Yeah, but right. Um, my memory is that you... Uh, and then you told me to meet you We talked at the Flounge, and you asked... Incorrect. Wait, 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 no, no. you sat in at the Flounge. <laughs> well, that was after. Oh, that was after, that's right. That's right. She showed up at the Jazz right. Jam. We that used to have down in the basement. That's what you told me. That's on it. Street and that's right. We got there eventually. Yeah. Yep. And we so. now have a version of Kurosawa's Rashomon on this show <laughs> but I was wondering I mean, in terms of like you think Andrew sisters Lennon sisters I think of the Pontini sisters how did you get into like sort of the vocal group stylings like that you want to well, take that Liz yeah I mean so when we were growing up we actually watched a lot of old musicals and we actually I mean I don't remember watching a lot of the Andrew sisters when we were young I mean we mostly watched old MGM musicals like um you know, Gene Kelly and things like that, where the older music was highlighted and we would listen to the music with our grandparents because um, we would go with them once a week and 
we would listen to their CDs from their class reunions and stuff like that. And, and memorize yeah, all and, of them. And, and we were very musical as kids. And um, so we uh, really, we just kind of would pick a song and we would work on it because our grandparents really liked to hear us sing. And so we would do some random ones. I mean... Like the Shania Twain one, that would be ridiculous. <laughs> yes, we sang "Honey, I'm Home." Honey, I'm home. Yeah, and but we also kind of naturally, I think, fell into the harmonies because there were three of us. Yeah, and yeah. Hi, Grace, Google wherever boy. you are. I know, <laughs> Grace. Um, I love you. But I think one of the first ones that we actually did, I don't remember if it was "Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy" or if it was something like "Love" by Nat King Cole. Right. Where it was something pretty simplistic, where we just kind of naturally would go into it because we all wanted to sing at the same time yeah <laughs> so i discovered these on sunday mornings because of abbott and costello movies yeah oh yeah and all of those because the andrew sisters were in a lot of those yeah, yeah. Yes. i always i look at those though it's okay if they're comedies look at like buck privates i were going to war this is fun i know right <laughs> everybody <laughs> comes home oh yeah that Let's was fun. Yeah. <laughs> but they would pop up all the time. And I actually really liked, like, Fred Astaire and Ginger Rogers movies, oh, like, yeah. especially oh. Shall We Dance. Oh, yeah, I always course. remember Ginger Rogers did everything Fred Astaire did backwards and heels. Yes. So. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. So we loved those movies. They were a huge influence. And um, so then we grew up singing them. And then eventually we – and we sang them a cappella awkwardly for many yeah. years. It was horrid. Yeah. And then we found a band that actually played that kind of music. So enter the cool club. Yeah. And – which I do want to say, too, I mean, our parents were very musical, and um, they taught us primarily, yeah, like, a lot of what we know. And we would do some stuff as a family. Um, Von Trapp style. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, sound of music. <laughs> hill. With your hands <laughs> held up like, you know, yeah, they do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> In our lederhosen. <laughs> but, um, Wearing lederhosen. <laughs> But so yeah, yeah, our, our parents were really musical, and so it was a it was kind of a natural progression. That's a common thread on this show. You, I don't even have to ask. Look, nine out of the ten guests were in music and musical parents, and I was. I mean, I'm only in this really because my brother was in a band on the local scene, so I was mm. hated in high school and grade school because <laughs> yes. they liked all the popular stuff, but I would like the Ramones and mm. like Rocky Erickson or know all the local Scorgies bands. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I remember still making a Gun Club Jeffrey Lee Pierce tape. I'm so proud of him. My <laughs> friends look at me and go, Rob, this. Music sucks. <laughs> That's funny. And I realized I was not meant for it. Not, not your scene. Not your scene. <laughs> But that's uh. So how was like your first like leader hosen? How was the first leader hosen? They were uncomfortable um, <laughs> and fake. No. And yodel. You so, mean like our you first two, performance? But maybe? talking now instead of talking to the cool club, talking to the Lipker sisters. How did you two get into the uh, local scene? And it seems like you were a seasoned veteran. You have to because Greg knows you. So <laughs> <laughs> I go back with Greg way way back. <clears throat> Sorry. So, I know. <laughs> I mean, way back. Well, I've had, I had bands. I mean, I didn't really have a musical family particularly, but I became uh, sucked in by the Beatles, like so many uh, other guys, is. and uh, um, started playing the guitar because I wanted to be like the Beatles. And after a while, I realized <laughs> playing the guitar is kind of fun, you know, yeah. whether you become a Beatle or not. And uh, <laughs> so, I always had bands. Um, 
And then uh, when I formed the band, like I said, the Cool Club uh, was originally called something else, but that's another story. Uh, and um, I got involved with the horn players, and so they sort of dragged me in the direction of jazz and forced me to learn a lot of chords, like augmented and diminished and that kind of stuff. And, uh, the devil's work. But I think then the, the music I was writing really got into that genre. And so that sort of, I think, set us up to then be the kind of band that the uh, Lipker sisters might want to sing with. Like a moth to the flame. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I love about music. It's like a gateway, because once you start getting into it, you realize there's so much out there, and there's so many different styles, that if you open your mind to it, because it's like some people just get stuck, and they just like one thing, and I'm always... Right. And that's one of the themes of our show here is, okay... Like what you like, but try something new. You might like it. It's like Mikey, the kid with the oh, yeah, who yeah, died yeah. on the pop rocks. The popular. Oh yeah. my god! <laughs> There's an urban legend yes, died yes, from yes, pop sorry. rocks. Or something. What? Which is totally untrue. So yeah, it's totally untrue. The theme of this podcast is try pop rocks, don't die. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have a musical family either. Although my my father had a big appreciation of big band jazz, mm. um, big collection of it and stuff and video tapes and stuff. So that's what I kind of was brought up around listening to Sinatra. Obviously, Italian family, Sinatra, you know, it was a huge, you know, those stuff with, I think that Sinatra Count Basie is one of the best albums from live from Las Vegas. So anyway, but, but like Rick, saw the Beatles. And then I said, I can do that. Your <laughs> very first Beatles song Beatles was Love so, Do I Think It Was. So, yeah. so, so yeah. the guy, a bunch of the guys in the neighborhood, we all started playing and still continue playing to this day. And yeah. uh, that's kind of how that all same thing. That is kind the of Beatles. funny. I always, yeah. Yeah, I always, we would watch the Beatles movies. I actually yeah. first exposure yeah, I ever had the to the Beatles, Beatles harmonies for some reason on Fourth of July XXI would show Yellow Submarine. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh. We were, then my friends and I would act it out. Somebody oh, would be yeah. like, we oh, don't yeah. like music and songs. And we'd go sparklers. <laughs> Our favorite was Help. Help. See, I always oh. okay. You're a popular guest on the show now because yeah. I always liked Help a lot better than Hard Day's Night. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, Hard Day's Night was yeah. the first one. I thought Hard Day's Night was still hilarious. I think I think what was so funny about them is that they were genuinely funny. And yeah. They it were. Was but great I still, timing. I can always do George's line from Help. It's a thingy. It's a thingy. thingy. <laughs> Love what is it? Sing Beethoven. They get caught yes. with the tiger. Oh, Calm yeah. it down by singing Beethoven. Know, by singing that. Beethoven. Yeah, it's so, so ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. Oh. Mm. So it kind of camp. I don't think you can recapture it now because you have to have just the right yeah. Yeah. vein. You, you have to sort of be serious. And I think people these days, they have to they, they act like they're in on the joke too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It would be hard to recreate it. Much like it's hard to recreate the Beatles, Joe and Rick. But <laughs> here you are anyway. Hey, the Beatles recreated the Beatles with AI. Yeah, sure. so. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's true. It's true. And so, Rick and I got together. Rick, what did, you had an ad in the city newspaper, I think. Was, is that what it was? Oh, that's right. I put an ad in, uh, I think it was Free Time. Free Time, maybe. Yeah. Whoa. And uh, yeah. Joe Danny and I Joyce started the personal it. thing. Yeah. And, uh, but, um, well, the first time Joe was going to play with us, we were uh, well, playing at a, uh, we used to, I, another jam I, I organized was at this place in uh, Newark called Tommy's. Tommy's. Tommy's uh, on the tracks. The classic <laughs> dive bar. Um, but, uh, and uh, they're still there. You should pay the trip sometime. <laughs> <laughs> but um, Joe was going to come and uh, sit in with us. At that particular gig, but he uh, Something happened, got lost on the way. Is that what it was? Yeah. 
Wow. Oh, it's like those hmm. stories of people who join bands, not that they like it because they have the amp. So oh. Somebody does the show. Sound system. It's like, so, like they come in, we have the sound system, so you'll have to be in, it's yeah. like be in the band. So how late was Joe to that gig? He right? never made it. Oh, he never showed up. No, I think it took another year before he actually... Uh, yeah, then it was a long, there was a period of time. So he yeah. was a year no, late. No, then you called me again, like yeah, a year or so later, I think a couple people didn't work out or whatever. God. He said, are you still interested? So, well, yeah. Then it came to your place in uh, Lions. Lions, right. So does this mean yeah. that Joe's timing, Joe, has your timing improved? <laughs> oh, much better. Now you make it, now you make it at least the same day. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, like, too, back in the old days, like, that's how you would, like, find music. You put an ad, like, in a local film. Yeah, yeah. Like, right. That's yeah. why I like the whole story Geezer Butler was saying, like, when they put an ad for his singer, uh, his brother comes and goes, there's a thing at the door for you. And there was Ozzy in overalls with a shoe wrapped on a big round. His- <laughs> what? <laughs> hey, you know, whatever hey. you do. Whatever works. He no, got but the that's job. like how you used to get them that, that way. But when you got together, what was, what were the dynamics? Thinking these two were playing a lot longer. So oh, what we sort were of the get... dynamics between all of you? Rick, how long was before they came in? We were a good five years. Yeah, ago, yeah, that, at least the band. Yeah, we had a band for uh, maybe even ten ten years. But um, it was amazing. I think how how easy it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it really was Mac gratifying to me. It. No. <laughs> Well, I mean, nothing I was, internal going on. I was 14 when yeah, we started. So, so and, definitely nothing. And none of us had any experience really working with a band. Right. Um, so I think on the one hand, it was a it was a very positive experience because we had very little experience, which made us kind of pretty open to things. And then the they were very experienced and also very good people. So mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like they were trying to do anything that would go against what we would want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it was, <laughs> yeah. it was, a, it was uh. a good pairing. It's like well, being you know, in a band Mark with your for uncles. Like eons, and he's such a great guy. Oh, well, was Mark, he, Mark was we played with, it? yeah, you know, I forgot, actually. I mean, we played with him I think in our first or second year at Towpath. Yeah. Yeah, he sat in, right? And he sat. He and Bo sat in actually. Mark and Bradley, the Mark Bradley. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's he was amazing then, but then he came on with us regularly. Well, he was just sat in then. Like Tom, could, Tom couldn't. Make yeah, it. he would sit in. We had people on rotation where if our main person Tom McClure couldn't make it to a show, we would call. Yeah, the Tom was the uh, saxophone player, saxophone player that yeah. really got me into jazz. Um, yeah. was the oldest member of the band, um, you know, long before Joe showed up. And, uh, <laughs> but he, um, he re- he's retired. He's kind of emeritus status yes, now. That's and, right. Uh, he played with us last night, though. Yeah, yeah well, he we've gone through some, I mean, we've had the privilege of playing with some Incredible. fantastic musicians. Oh, yeah. The Viavatni brothers. Bill we Tiberio. We don't deserve them. Like. Uh, Bill Tiberio, Mike Kalpa. Um, uh, Jim Mike Richmond. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy Richmond. Uh, Jimmy Jeff, yeah. Jeff Smith. Rick McRae. Um, but yeah. uh, Rick but McRae. Mark, uh, Mark really kind of fits in with mm-hmm. the kind of yeah. the, the, the craziness of the band. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, talking about that dynamic, yeah. you know, we have a very easy going dynamic, and it's always been very easy, like Rick said, very, I mean, minus all the bickering and the yelling and the... Yeah. <laughs> well, but you know what, the funny, what you say about that, that that's up. familiar, that's more of a family type of thing. You fight, you argue, then it's done. Right. I mean, there's been, a well, analogy, me, so, yeah, there's been well, an I analogy just, that bands are families in a lot of ways, and families fight... You know, and everything like that. And yeah. I think also, if you have confidence but not big egos, because, like, look at some of the performers out there, like Jeff Beck, 
Richie Blackwell, yeah. uh, even Clapton. Clapton left the Yardbirds because he think their biggest single is a pop single. He didn't want to play it. Yeah. Mm, you know, interesting. So, you know, maybe he's a purist, but still, if you can Stingy work with that would, that would be Rick. Rick yeah. would leave us if I had So no Shania Twain. Was a pop <laughs> yeah, We are an original music band. We are not a cover band. It's the constant battle of e-fighting. Although there's so many tr- great tunes to cover. There without are. the tribute bands around, we th- I think we should become the Cool Couple Lipker Sisters official tribute band. Ooh. Oh. Yes, right. tribute just... Do it ourselves. Just yeah, tribute oh, ourselves. Oh, I like that. That's why we yeah. only play. Because tribute bands are very popular these days. So yeah. it will be a tribute band. Yeah. To Perfect. us. <laughs> Brainstorming happening here today. Actually, see, we're doing this is the new phase. Yes. Wow. <laughs> these guys are going to be out front singing. You're going to play. Perfect. <laughs> that oh was the God. first 10 years. Like we have the next 10 years coming Yeah, Lizzie, can you drum? He'll come out and sing and you can. Mark can. Mark can. Mark yeah. can do anything. So I'll know. play sax. I'll play, and Lizzie I'll can play, play guitar. guitar. Yeah. Yep. Or I or I try and emulate Dave Goldstein, but that's impossible. No, he's got to sing. He's got to sing. Yeah. Oh, Grace, sing. Grace will oh, so, Grace so, play so, the bass. Wait, so, so, can I open it? Yeah, you well, can have it. We'll yeah. f- okay, we'll workshop it. But I do yeah. think like when you bring different generations together, like I think of my good friend Adriana Noon and yeah. all my friends in her band, Chuck, Jeremy. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. I yeah. think you bring different perspectives and different music tastes. Absolutely. Different ways to pursue it because these guys were around when the Andrew sisters were around like I mm-hmm. was. <laughs> like, yeah. I knew them. <laughs> well, yeah. and I think what did work is, like I said, we were ra- raised on a lot of older music um, and we already liked a lot of the older genres and so, you know, we've done more modern stuff, of course, and we've done our original stuff, but um, I think it was pretty easy to mesh in the beginning. Integrate. Yeah. Now it's insufferable. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but how is it too? When like I always say, when you play, you have a very naturalness on the stage. Like you're just yourselves, and yeah, we were there's no nervousness or anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. It's the homeschooling. We, yep. we didn't get bullied enough. And <laughs> I like that though, though, because I think okay, it's not structured. You can yeah, you know, oh, yeah. learn for yourselves and everything. I they taught themselves how to dance, by the way. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we taught also, ourselves. they were not acculturated into that American high school teenager whole thing, that's which right. I think yeah, really contributed I mean. them for them being so comfortable with a bunch of old guys, old guys at the yeah. school club. <laughs> um, you know, you, yeah. No, and that's actually true. I mean, like, because of our home life, we did spend a lot of time with people of all ages. I mean, we spent a lot of time with our grandparents and aunts and uncles and people beyond. And, um, you ghost? know, I, yeah, those <laughs> people from yeah. the beyond. <laughs> the ghosts people of Pickles past. Um, Let her speak. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think, I think there was a lot of things that went into it. Um, but but I think we drive. We Get along with old guys. Yeah, and I do think I do think <laughs> we've been really lucky from the sisters' perspective. I know that I can speak for Marilla and Grace and say that we are really, really blessed to have these specific people in the band. You know, Rick and Joe have really looked out for us. Tom looked out for us for so long, and, um, and now they watch out for us, though. Yeah, <laughs> you have yeah, our bags yeah. now. <laughs> I carry a knife. No, <laughs> no, but and I mean, even I mean, Dave and Mark are amazing, yeah. and they are so gracious and so kind, and they have really helped us um, grow as a musician, as musicians, uh, in a safe way. Where you know we were I would agree. really young, and we were going to bars, and we were playing with seasoned musicians, and you know. Well, um, I always I always say off of that that I think 
being so young, playing with seasoned musicians that were integrated into the music scene um, in this area, we skipped over a certain area of like the music industry that can be kind of seedy when you're or stressful or stressful and we were very lucky to be able to just kind of be hanging out with the old guys who've been doing it a Uh while and in in that were established so we got to carried the sound system around carried the sound system around (laughs) that's not true okay he had us be roadies from day one (laughs) but yeah we took a little work we got to experience which end of the microphone cord goes through all right all right well you know dave had the best thing about that one when they were talking about it and he said you know what it's the the sisters have only known what it's like to grow they don't know what it's like to be playing Mustang Sally to an empty room at one thirty in the morning. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. We've had on some dud gigs. Yeah, well, the one the hand. Oh. I no, 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 well, yeah, no, no. I agree. I agree. Yeah, we got to experience a very wholesome side of the music industry as a whole because of the mesh oh. of because of the way we built the band. So. And it's always been, and it's been, it's been one of my friends dragged his son up to sing that and oh, sure, God. he was so embarrassed. Oh man. We've never had to sing Mustang Sally. I'm now watch the next that. show I go We're to not doing Mustang. it. I think it's at Abilene I think is your next show around here I'll be there. No, you know, I that's no, the I first show you'll on the ninth. Where, I smoke I on the ninth Abilene. Something was on the ninth because I had it on my calendar. That was my problem is I write I write all the band shows my calendar and I look at my calendar and go who is that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 The and the we 16th. do the same thing well the, the ninth is iron smoke the 16th is uh abilene so I wrote then, abilene twice then new year's mm. eve at love and cup you know what it's not, I, the analogy I use I always find these weird analogies in my head you're like Wayne Gretzky <laughs> when Gretzky started he one of the reasons they asked why he was so good, he played with all these older kids on the pond. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So he was used to playing with people five, six, seven years older. Yeah. Twenty, thirty, forty. <laughs> 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 you know, but yep. that's like when you're now when you're going when you're writing songs, how does it sort of go? Does like everybody bring an idea? Or something, or that. Me, or, I'm constantly. Is there, is there any, like, pushback? Like, if somebody says, I think I can do that better, you open to it and go, No, it's mine. Um, <laughs> it. A little bit. Usually, yeah. it's pretty. It's a pretty simple process. We do have a veto system. They're usually Any, all of mine. <laughs> that's not true. <laughs> Thank you very much. Well, he was asking about you know composing the songs. Yes, or, yeah, gonna, yeah. Which I think is more of an individual process. Merle and I are the primary songwriters. Yeah. We're trying to work on Lizzie. We're working on one of Lizzie's. <laughs> yeah, we have now. a new one coming out. Um, yeah. Which has been, but. Um, but you can have an idea of how the song's going to be, and then you bring it to the band, and then it can obviously you know, transform a lot. But uh. Yeah, it is interesting. And Rick and I both have different styles of writing. And, I mean, we're working on a new one of Lizzie's right now. We're working on a new one of Rick's. I think we chopped a hundred words out of your song. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so there's... I like to write tongue, tongue twisters. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... It's a it's a process, but usually it's fairly amicable. 
Yeah. We we give we're pretty open and I we mean, try even, to give you know, each song a chance and uh, yeah I think at this sometimes point. Uh, nobody likes a song yeah I was that's just, just say. fine that's and that's okay. just yeah. fine <laughs> no literally I'm I mean I, amicable about it yeah I uh, I no, think it was a really perfectly uh, great song we don't have an <laughs> anger journal about the songs that we didn't get to play fine we won't do it <laughs> I have to sing this again yeah yeah <laughs> well I'm the person that has absolutely no writing ability at all I haven't written anything. So, not one thing. Not one but thing. But he has the biggest mouth. But I absolutely. That's just it. <laughs> and that's so I'm in amazement at the songs that you know that Rick has always come up with, and now Marilla yeah. come up and Lizzie come on up with. And it's kind of from me being the outside person, it kind of the songs kind of come out, and then it's like, okay, let's play around with the feel. Let's do this. You know, I'm, tr- I'm looking for this kind of feel. And I'll say, no, Rick, you're wrong. You shouldn't have that feel. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, too bad, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, yeah, kind of like, and then we kind of just bounce it around. I mean, and, and try and get, you know, that's where I can come into it is trying to find, you know, what's the right feel for it. Yeah. Well, yeah, what makes the song is, you know, what everybody is contributing to it, obviously. Yeah. Um, you know, it's... Uh, well, I'm yeah. surprised, too. Like, in Nashville, I guess you have to write songs. And one of my friends is in the, the between singer, between year, she'd written, because you have to, like, put them out there for, like, commercial purposes and everything mm-hmm. else. So one year, she wrote, she had 500 songs she's written already. And she's, wow. So that's the time I had her on a show, and I was saying, well, you know, you've written over 500 songs. He looks at me, oh, no, you're wrong now. I've written over 700. And I wonder how, because, like, I mean, our own Greg, he... Like has written some songs, but he might write three a year. Like Kim Drayheim said to me one time, you know, I do some a lot of I used to do a lot of covers in my shows because maybe I can write a few good songs a year, but they're all out there. Yeah, I think sometimes it's a trap to to hold yourself to only writing good songs. I mean, yeah. it's like yeah. Rick said, we write a lot of music, and some of that some of it does not get played. But if you put the pressure on yourself as a writer to only write good songs, you're only going to write one or two or three a year. But if you just write songs and exercise that muscle, I have a couple friends who challenge themselves to write a song, you know, every day of a particular month. You know, 28 of them are terrible, but two of them are really good, and I think it's really important to exercise that muscle as a writer and not take yourself so seriously. Sometimes you Mm. can surprise yourself. That's kind of like a baseball player. I mean, a 300 batting average is damn good. Well, that means that you're you're only hitting a third of the time that you're at, at the plate, yeah. And, yeah. and that's a good batting you're average. Like a couple, like Tony Gwynn said one time, the difference between like a 350 hitter and a 260 hitter is okay. The ball that went through the infield. Yeah, yeah. I think you have to set your mind like that. I'm fascinated by talking with friends about the songwriting process. Like Herb Smith said, he's walking. He came up with a song like Nature Walking, and you would hear like the little the, the horn play when a chipmunk went by. Oh, yeah. Right, or right. You get ideas from everything. It's like, otherwise you end up doing a podcast because you can't write it. <laughs> right, so and then you're what here. Happened, <laughs> like Greg Townsend, he said he saw one time, it's in the middle of the night, somebody throws a cigarette out of the car, sparks on the highway. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And right. then you laugh like you think about some songs that, wow, this song's deep. You go, oh, no, it was about my dog shaking off its wetness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think Rick is very good at that. I think Rick and Marilla are really good at coming up with stuff. I think, but I think um, Rick especially is very good at creating songs and 
kind of taking something pretty simplistic and making a really good... I still do like a phrase, and I keep telling, yeah. especially my more psychedelic friends like Maybird, I have the idea for a song called Narcotic Lollipop, like a psychedelic instrumental. Mm. <laughs> Somebody yeah. take it. Just Somebody take it. Take are it. you like in a We're line? You might it, say no. a line. <laughs> no, you two are. I can't get that one. But I was going to ask, I know you do a lot, but like you'll do covers in concert. Who comes up decides, I want to do the song in concert? Yeah. Oh, um, really anybody. Well, you two yeah. sing it more than they do. So yeah, but honestly, I mean, we've had songs that um, I know that when Tom was with us, he would ask or suggest a song and we'd do a song. And uh-huh. if Rick wants to do a song, we'll learn it. I mean, we, no, we we're the vocalists. Suggest, you know, tunes. Yeah. And um, Lizzie and I do most of the set lists. Occasionally yeah. we can get Marilla to do one. These days, right. Um, I love it. But, and, Lizzie's great But, at you know, people Sorry, <laughs> can make suggestions about what's to be on the set list. Other mm-hmm. than Joe's not allowed to comment on the set list. But. Oh, I, I, no, I'm allowed to. I just, just ignore it. It doesn't right. mean anything. <laughs> That's like I have a weird, I have this weird fascination with set lists. If I see them, mm-hmm. when you start your show... I will start doing this with my finger, like one song, two songs, three songs. Oh, song. right, right. Usually, go, Wait a second, this was number four. <laughs> <laughs> well, right. and it's tough for us because we sit there sometimes, and do we want to do more original? Do we want to, you know, what's the audience going to be? Right. You know, sometimes it's yeah, tough for Sometimes, yeah, because sometimes there might be something. Yeah, the, the covers are going to go over better. Which Lizzie because really we could do a whole that. we could do a whole night of originals without any problem. Right. Yeah, we try to tailor yeah. it to where we're playing. Um, and I like I like doing it. And and nowadays we try to do probably like seventy five percent original and you know the rest. Covers. And the great part about the originals that these two have written is that some people just think their songs they've never yeah. heard. They've never heard oh, before. I, I love, love that, that, too. Yeah. Yeah. But I love, I love that. It. Like, I have, I mm-hmm. love one of the best compliments for any musician, I think, is somebody will come up and say, that song was awesome. Who wrote it? I oh, know. Yeah. Well, oh, I love that. Songs. That happens us all the time. Their, their songs just fit what we do. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, people think it's just a song they've never heard before. Like yeah. it's from some artists that they've never heard. I get that a lot for Marilla's song, Lovesick Fool. I mean, that one is so good. And then the two songs that I get the most compliments on are, are Rick's originals that I, oh, yeah. that I sing. Don't make us live a lie. Don't make us live a lie. That is such a I good song. You. Yeah. First, like, a wonderful thing, I think, to, to listen to somebody else sing your song. Yeah. Um, and I've been so grateful for the Lipka sisters because I like to play, I like to write songs, but you know, I'm not Mr. Dynamic Performer. Mm. And uh, so you know, you are too. I've seen your show. Well, have you heard Racket These Blues? Have you? Well, there's heard? Anyway, some songs that we think of myself speak, in that speak. way, and so having the sisters, that's been so, and that they 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 sort of get the songs too. Yeah, which is yeah. Uh, been really cool. Well, there's been some songs that like Rick and I have done going way back that Rick has now turned over. Yeah, to yeah. Them. Mm-hmm. and it gives, it's like freshens it back up again because otherwise we're looking at songs that are going back what 15, 20 years. All yeah. the signs say but Boogie they, is an old one. Yeah, exa- right, yeah. One. and you guys just gave it a new life. Yeah, it's right. fun. It's fun. It's like one of my only like big moments of fame for like a show was when Dwight Yoakam played in the East, at Kodak Theater, and I ran into him. Oh, really? Ooh. He was out. He's like literally standing around. And I'm <laughs> what are you there. doing? You have to understand. Wait, are you I just didn't like nope. the opening band. They were like yeah. a typical... Like pop, sort of like generic. I run into him, and I 
it was like a horrible night. It was like the la- I gave up drinking afterwards because I fell in the <laughs> snowbank. After I hit a- <laughs> so I'm talking Look, to him and I go, you know. every time I fall into a snowbank. <laughs> well, the gin and tonics I had didn't help, so I gave it up. I was like, this is it. So I run into him and it's a horrible Scott, night out. And what I said to him was, I go, you know. You're so like you really are a thousand miles from nowhere being here in this weather. And before we played a thousand miles, I he goes, I've been told it's like a thousand miles from nowhere, mm-hmm. but it's snowy here. Yeah, like, I did it. You did it. <laughs> <laughs> but amazing. I'm not a singer. I had the thing where my friend Grace did a benefit for Ukraine. She's a harpist at the RPO, uh-huh. so you can find this on YouTube. Don't, <laughs> don't. <laughs> but they do. It was like a Christmas. It was around the 17th. It was down at Art Gallery. So nice. they do 12 days of Christmas. And they go around having everybody do a verse. Oh. So they go around. So what I'm verse going, did you do? Get, what get verse? Away. So everybody's like doing the, uh, you know, the thing. So they get to me and he's like, five golden rings. <laughs> five golden rings. <laughs> but you do any Christmas songs. I might as well ask. It's December. I just learned that that five golden rings means five golden ringed pheasants. So Ooh, everybody really? think, yeah, everybody when everything that. find out the origins of this stuff. Yeah. You don't want to. Everybody loved this birds. woman. Yeah, There's a great movie out right now, great. Candy Cane, Candy Candy Cane Lane, with Eddie Murphy, where they goes about the twelve and the, the rings are what they're chasing. Oh, oh well, there you go. Yeah, I have every... a thing about Christmas in California movies. Though. I wanted snowy being up yeah. here. It's kind yeah. of weird. I hear you. <laughs> don't start talking about Christmas. Rick's gonna leave. <laughs> <laughs> Not me either. I know it's December. We have to do a little. Good cheer. How's it going? I probably should have it if you have anything else up, but I know the new Magnum Opus album is coming out. How's that been working? It's like your. It's like. Oh my God. It's like a Guns and Roses album. Sergeant Peppers was recorded quicker than this album has been. Oh my God. We're trying. I mean. It's been a long season because <laughs> we year. started recording it like before our busy season, and then we got into our summer season, and we're playing five gigs a week. We can't also get into the studio and record six days. You know, we can't do that. So the whole summer we had to scratch, basically, and now we're back at it. Grace Almost, was huh? in cop school. I opened a new location of my business. It's been a busy year, so I think well, we're closing in. The problem with these sisters is they sort of have lives. Yeah. yeah. How they, dare you? We still have to. You know what was easy when they were younger, wasn't it, Rick? When they yeah, didn't have really, the, when they, they didn't, really, have didn't have lives. Have that much else to think well, listen. Oh if we were more famous and made some more yeah, money, you pay us more. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we are working on it. We are closing in on it. We are actually talking to someone about album art. You know, yeah, it's yeah. we're on the final stretch. We're trying our best. I've heard guys. this story many times by many, I know, many Rob. Oh, God. Listen. Yeah, I mean, we were trying to do this differently than our first one. And literally, I'm listening to uh, Breakfast with the Beatles on the way here. Oh, the yeah. first thing they said was, well, they put out four albums within 18 months. Yeah, yeah whatever. Oh, my God. Okay? Whatever. <laughs> yeah, we are trying to, we did try to make this one a little more methodical because the first album that we did, we recorded <laughs> it in two days. Yeah. And it was done, and we finished it, and we put it out. It was very fast. Yeah. This one, we were like, Okay, we really want to take our time. We want to make sure we like it. If we're not happy with something, we want to re-record it. Yeah. So we've we have given ourselves a little bit of permission to nitpick this one a little bit and make yeah. sure that it's a product that we like and we feel good about putting it out there 
because we're rounding in on 10 years, and we want it to be a nice reflection of that. Masterpieces so. take time. And take time. And Steve, That's right. You can't rush art. Steve over at the studio at Linden has been tremendous working yeah, with us. Yeah, they've been yes. amazing. Very yeah, patient. And I love, yeah. like, Wonderful now, place. I know a little bit about it because of the studio here, but, like, I remember, like, when my brother's band put out stuff in the day, like, 1980 or so, and now it's been reissued, and you can hear the sound difference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to say it, would, it sounded local. Mm, just because yeah. these days it just sounds really it's yeah, really nice. awesome yeah. and everything. I buy a big plug for your store too. I got some awesome tea there. Well, how do you like the tea? It was once I warmed up because yeah. I was outside <laughs> for an hour and a half. It's because the lines were so long. <laughs> he was outside. The line, yeah. No, they, when I walked by at first, I thought I, had, I don't want to walk in here. I have like coffee for Adrian. It looks like I'm stealing something, <laughs> which wouldn't have which <laughs> really much on the show today. Yeah. But so I, I the line was packed when I walked by. Yep. Really? Yeah, it was yeah, really, Joe. Don't say there like were that, people Joe. out there. Was <laughs> Don't really. say it like that. Amazing. It was just like really, people shop at your store. Marilla's <laughs> mindful Supply. supplies over on South Avenue. Six sixty-one South. And Geneva. And Geneva. Oh, six fifteen before the count. And you a store in Geneva to go there. Get names wrong. It gets dates wrong. All right, now that everybody stopped talking, it's Marilla's mindful supplies at six sixty-one South Ave. And Geneva, New York on Exchange Street. They have great olive oil, by the way. Great <laughs> olive oil. Any great Popeye? tea. Uh, no. <laughs> Fresh out. And oh, after, you, after you really feel ashamed of yourself at Lux, stop by and you'll feel better. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Right across oh, wow. the street from Lux. No, that's cool. So, so this is going to be coming out eventually. But so, right now, you're very busy in December. I know you have many gigs, and we are, we are once a week. Yeah. Once a week, we are out this December, and then we are going to be busy in the new year as well. Because, as I mentioned, the ten years, oh, yeah. we are planning a couple really, really big celebrations. Are they going to be outside? No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I could go there. No. Absolutely not. No, we have a couple great celebrations coming up to commemorate the 10 years and celebrate that and say thanks to everybody who's been supporting us for so long. And, of course, yeah. we do a Valentine's Day gig at Club 86 oh, yeah. in, in February in Geneva. And it is so much fun. We It's an old nightclub, and we turn it back into a nightclub for the evening and you can great place dance all night long you do have that retro up. vibe too where it's like hot club of cow town yeah, like, yeah. but you bring a newness to it it is well, so much fun we've been doing this gig too i'm the only person the original, i'm the only person like at your shows who doesn't dance yeah <laughs> right no we don't That's either not true yeah <laughs> i sit in the corner looking no miserable we, <laughs> we have a lot of people who sit in the corner looking miserable yeah my <laughs> husband does that <laughs> <laughs> I do that at every show. People who know me go to see really enjoying himself. <laughs> I don't yeah. think you ever. I don't think I've ever looked at you and thought you looked miserable. No, I'm right. sorry. Yeah, now you're ruining no, my sorry. image. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ruining like your street cred. Distance writer, like, you know, yeah, no. Bukowski type who shows up and just is miserable at life and everything. No, well, you, know. you should come to the Valentine's gig. There's lots <laughs> yeah. of miserable people there. Club <laughs> 86 is an iconic place. Yep, yeah. it's fun. So it's, we've got a lot going on. Which is awesome and everything. But I was one question I always ask every band, and it's amazing, too. It doesn't, like, ten years flies by. This. I was thinking, like, when I was talking to Trevor Lake's brother, Austin, and I go, you know, your brother was born the year I met Greg Townsend. He's in the high-risers now. Yeah. You know, time flies. <laughs> but what was... What are your weirdest places you've ever played? I ask this of every. Oh my god! Because I had like some bands. I saw there was a sign oh, for geez. Loverboy playing at a bowling alley one time. Oh man! The first thing that came to my mind, um, 
<laughs> well, we have to be careful. Okay, I won't mention I the play. Yeah, yeah, I know. For I know. me, and everybody might have it. a different answer. Yeah, but the first one that came to my mind was a. Um, it was a, a festival, and it was this kind of like. All right. Yeah. <laughs> it was. You guys all know. It was. <laughs> I know what she's no, talking about. It no, was it's, still, it's still around. Very, so we can't. It, oh, like, I know what it you're was talking like, about. It was like we played to no one, first of all. Yeah, it was like a festival. I mean, yeah, a gig in which nobody was, shows up. And it was, the, the stage was this kind of shack that seemed to be built out of like just a manger random should have been thing. In there. Like yeah. a manger, yeah. <laughs> and um, they had these rugs in there, but for whatever reason, it, you know, excuse me, but it sounded like cat piss. And um, You can swear it's a, a podcast. Lot. <laughs> it was just really... That was very yeah. quite that odd. Was, I don't think that's our. That weirdest, was just a couple of years ago. That's the first one that really came weird. to mind. I feel like we've done weirder for sure. Yeah. Well, there was one. There was one gig we played, and it wasn't that the, it wasn't that the venue was all that strange, but they made a special request, which every now and again we will accept those. But she asked me to sing Ave Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing gets the crowd dancing like that. Let me tell you. That's a rocket. Um, yeah, so location. You guys have any that come to mind other than the manger? Um, I'm just like, yeah, it's... You, <laughs> you can't name names. I, no, no I'm thinking of an early gig actually wasn't even with this band where uh, a fight broke out. And Ooh. Ooh. They, uh, I'm no, over whether they were going to pay us or not, I think. Fortunately, the guys that wanted to pay us won the fight. But Oh, thank God. Oh. You know, Rick, we played one, though, that was interesting was that it was for the, um, it was a worldwide, the wine association. Do you remember this one that, that, that Cornell put on? Are you we naming played names? It and no one, and no one spoke, <laughs> no one spoke English. And it looked like it was going to be, and they gave, they gave the presentation. It was like, like watching paint dry. And we started playing and all of a sudden the dance floor got filled. Oh, right. That was, yeah, it was a bunch of, uh, wine, uh, wine scientists. From all over the world. I mean, all over a lot the world. Of speak oh, English. Wine yeah. And we sat there and they make the presentation where we're looking at each other saying, oh my God, it was like watching paint dry. I mean, we're sitting right. there saying. But then they danced like crazy. They danced like crazy. No one's people that speak English, but they danced like, it was, it was like a great time. funniest. Fox 45, which is like doom metal, is playing outside <laughs> by Lux. Yeah. There's a convent behind there, oh, right? Nice. All of a sudden, I see these nuns jumping up in the air. Dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I have to tell the down. story for Greg and Props because he's told it a lot. Joe, you'll appreciate this. He's playing at a gig at Sodus, and you've talked about like playing by glass. He didn't have any glasses by the water. Yeah. Somebody was fishing and hooked him. <gasps> well, you like, can, like, oh no, he'll tell gosh. you the story. I know oh, why. Well, I, I know it wasn't said, soda. It was at. Um, I have no idea where yeah, it was. Yeah, I know. But somebody hooked him. It's like, oh, me, I think I caught water, a drummer. Oh my gosh. I would have. <laughs> oh my God. I would have. You know what to do? Catch drummers like that, though? You throw them back. I think. I do think you have to tell. I mean. This isn't really about the venue at all, but talking about sh gigs that we played, there's been a lot that had a lot going on. But the most iconic, I think, was Marilla, and this is a testament to her professionalism and her, oh my God. And her grit. But <laughs> long ago, long ago, oh God, yes. we had a show that I think was inside Topath. It was yep. when the... Yeah, oh, yeah. it was right. very early on. there was right. a snowstorm going on, and, you know, it was back in the day. So, you know, it was a little bit more low-key. And poor Marilla 
just got, got hit with the stomach bug. I at mean, the gig. At the gig. And, and you know, I'm not going to go into detail, but she stuck it out. She did not barf sang, on stage. No. She didn't barf on stage. She sang the whole dang show. Well, the I interesting thing about that one is... between every yeah. song. And she's I had, wait a minute. I had first started seeing Kristen yeah. then. And she came up to me and she says, Joe, she says, your singer's in the bathroom throwing up. <laughs> no, I had on. There was like I heard about this keyboard yep. player one time who like had an accident on stage like oh, that. God, but the one me. I saw and like <clears throat> one time Black Oak, Arkansas is playing at oh, the geez. festival tent. So it's Jim Dandy, imagine yeah, like man. David Lee Roth beforehand. Wow. But he comes out and all my like my friends were there. I thought it was hilarious. They were all mad. He comes out, he's drunk up his going falls off the stage. Oh, no. And I thought it was hilarious. I'm oh, sitting there laughing no. and they were like, I'm like, no, you can see them play any time when you're gonna <laughs> see them. I would be so yeah, pissed. No, the closest we ever got to something like that was poor Grace once had to have like tooth a surgery. Tooth yeah. Uh-huh. And so she we had to New do a New Year's Eve. Eve party, which was the best New Year's Eve party we ever did. Oh, but, the one at the um, Mexican She yeah, was right. on painkillers and <laughs> She you know, had she was a New doing her best. margarita. Oh, she was, she and that knocked her out. Yeah. And she made it. We she made it. She was great. Yeah, nothing bad happened. Yeah, but up, yeah. oh my god, she told a story about her. Yeah. Oh my god, oh, it was, was like where the monitors didn't work. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it was, was a while to uh, get around that. Yeah. It was crowded. It was like it was my own crowd. bad experience with Chris differed from. Weeze played, and I met Glenn Tilburg already, and he comes up, and I unfortunately tried every martini at the bar, Ooh, but I had his, I had his CD out. He comes up after the show, and as soon as I see him, I, he said, he's like, oh. <laughs> yeah. He said, then I just go, well, he's, I'm asking about Kil- Tilbrook and Differ, this is before they reformed, mm-hmm. and he's like, no, we're not going to go, you know, Glenn's better than you anyways. <laughs> oh, there you go. I don't even remember. Yeah. About players go. getting sick, we had... Uh, a substitute bass player one night. Nobody asked if anybody was getting sick. No, we have well, Remember, he had, he had the, he had, he had the leader of the last This is not a segment we need. <laughs> no, we don't need a topic. Had, no, we had the leave. Remember, ask he had the like, leave. Oh, we, yeah, yeah, we go know. from yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so this has been, I know you have to look for Christmas trees. Do you have any, like, uh, favorites or just one that looks cool? For Christmas trees? Yeah. Christmas trees? Oh, you got to feel it in Classic. your heart. It's different every year, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we all troop out in the mud or the snow, yeah. and we argue we family, about... Yeah. yeah, it's a big family. And no, the we band argue goes together <laughs> because we all live in the same house, like the Beatles. Like the Beatles. Yeah, then we play, and, you know, we each have our matching pajamas. <laughs> and then we go to sleep in our little bunk beds with our little Santa hats, and we go... Did anybody imagine that when we were kids, though, like with the Beatles, with help, where they all lived together and everything else? But I know you have to do stuff afterwards, so this has been a lot of fun. and I'm very glad we finally got you on. Like, Marilla and I were like... Playing uh, yes. Phone tag. Yes. ever. And yeah. Andy was contacting me, saying, "Joe, can we get this together?" It was all worked out. Yeah, and I do want to shout out, yeah, Grace, Dave, Mark. They weren't able to be here, but we couldn't fit them anyways. We couldn't fit them. Andy Calabrese in the back room. Thanks, Andy. But we're going to reverse so now. This masterpiece has been worked on for five years. (laughs) (laughs) For 20 hours a day, we're going to actually have a song song from someone that comes out by more than one copy. Please do. Buy one for every member in the group. That's right. Perfect. That's right. Yes, thank you. You don't have to be like the Stones where they have, I think, 40 different album versions of Hackney Diamonds. No, thank you. you. (laughs) Yeah, why not? So what are you going to play? 
What are we going to play? We're going to play a song from our first album, which yeah, is on Spotify. Am I supposed to pass this off? No, to... just after we're done. Let's oh, be... after we're <gasps> done. The magic oh, of podcast. Oh, oh, my God. Okay, excuse me. The magic has yet to happen. Now, how do you feel about it? Also, just for just a few bits, how do you feel about doing one of these? Because I know you do one of the... Oh, it's it's pleasant. I it's very pleasant. Thank you for inviting us. Yes. I love coming in, and it's nice to be able to stop and actually think about what we do and talk about what we do. And I mean, your own. You have in. one. Oh, don't you? Uh, <laughs> my own podcast. I do have my own podcast but right thank now. You anyways, well, I thank appreciate you. Yeah, and it's called Thank You for Understanding, and that is a little podcast about uh, small business isms. And you can find that wherever you stream your podcast. Very it's very small fun. Isms. 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 Yeah. Isms. And if you're, if you don't small get it, Rick, you have to you listen will. to the podcast. <laughs> I have listened to one. I know. Thank you for understanding some of some of the shows we've had on. This yeah. Thing. Thank you for understanding. We all say it a million times if you're in retail, but that's my podcast. And now back to business. The yeah. song that we're going to play. Mm-hmm is Jump Jazz Blues and Boogie Woogie Ragtime Swing. It's from our first album. The Cool Club and the Lipker Sisters. And yeah, that's the kind of music we play. also on my second solo CD. Which well, how about you shut up? Sure. <laughs> Nobody asked, Rick. <laughs> yeah, you could also, if you could find their material out there, listen to it. Yep, listen <laughs> to or it. Or look up the Boone Ross Songbook, Volume 1 oh, I see and Volume two. 2. Look at this. I'm on Self-promotion two. over here. Yeah. <laughs> And right. if you're looking for us, don't forget the 9th at Iron Smoke, the 16th at Abilene, and our New Year's Eve bash at Love and Cup. Ba-ba-da. Anything else like not around here, like in the Finger Lakes you're doing? Is it- oh, gosh. We'll be keep an eye out for our Valentine's Day dance in um, February. February. Yeah. We've got a couple parties in the works, so follow us on year, Facebook, yeah. sign up for our emails. We'll be uh, on, on the Colonial Bell in uh, In, in the July. summertime oh, next actually, year. The uh, <laughs> thing about that, have you ever done <laughs> that before? Oh, yes, yeah. we have. So many I have, times. I'm always afraid. Like gonna the go drummer's going to hit the bridge thing and go flying up the boat. No, no actually, Mark. Joe is so short. He's yeah. fine. He's no, the Mark ideal is, drummer. Mark is the, the entry one to watch. I remember I would, last time I was on there, I'm thinking, you got to duck when you go under this thing if you're yeah. playing. Mark it's Bradley boring. almost goes, does a... Does a um, Full split. Yeah. <laughs> Full split. But that's like that's next know. year. We'll have yeah. to come back and talk about it. I'm already seeing like, already gigs where I'm freaking out about it. I'm already seeing things all the way to June. Oh, I know. Oh, we're booking into the summer. We're booking into the summer, but that's another day, Cool. Podcast. Come out to all these shows if you can. They're awesome. I'm even for once. I really go to New Year's Eve. I'm making a special effort to come to this Woo-hoo! one. It's gonna be French. It's gonna be fun. Yeah, it's, it's gonna be French. <laughs> <laughs> you have to wear a beret. Yep. I have to remember in France we'll it doesn't matter what you do as long as you pronounce it correctly. My history professor said that. Yeah, that's so, right. So, so very cool. But thanks a lot, everybody. Thank you. Thanks a lot. See thanks, you Rob. Thank you. See ya. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.